All right, hey, what's going on? And welcome to another edition of Sunday Four. My name is Anthony. I'm here with my cousin Ant, and we're just catching up on the week. Ant, how the fuck are you doing today? Doing all right. Doing just fine. That's fantastic. Locked, glad to hear locked it. and loaded. Oh, that's dangerous. I love it. A little danger on our side. And uh, what are you drinking tonight, my man? As always, as a good bartender would ask his first customer of the evening, what are you drinking? Putting the finishing touches on the Malbec. Going round two. Jeez, man. Right, out, take, right, out of the, some, right out of the bottle. It's kind of like an embarrassing amount of time to drink one bottle of wine, but all right. Why? It's one glass a night. You open it on Monday? Uh, no, it was opened Dude. on Saturday. Oh, man. Yeah, it's... Well, it wasn't, open, it wasn't opened by me. It was a little crew I had at my house that I wasn't even included in. There was a crew that opened it, and you're still milking it on Thursday night? Jeez. What's not? I, I mean, it's a little bit embarrassing. Come on. I, I don't think so. Drinking. <laughs> How big are they? Are you, are you do, like, drinking like a Dixie cup a night? What's going on? I do there? like the little Italian. Well, right now I'm going out of the bottle because there's only a little bit left. But... It's, like a, it's, like you're, it's like you're using it as mouthwash. Just swishing it around and spitting it out. Well, I had right? one Monday, one Tuesday. I no, know. I know what I know what one a night means. <laughs> yeah, and then well, last night I took the night <laughs> off, and then uh, I got this, and I got some doers behind me when I ran out of this. All right, there you go. See, trying to back it up with something a little bit. Uh, well, you say, what am I drinking right shut, now? Trying to shut me up. <laughs> all right, all right. Take take your time. You know, enjoy your wine. I guess like vinegar now. It's open since Saturday. Uh, it's on its last legs, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, that's why he got it. That's why he got it. a couple of days max. You open a bottle of wine, I thought you got to finish it quick. Not, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be same night, but yeah, two, two, three nights max. I think it's got to be gone. Yeah, well, I saved this one purposely for Thursday show. I saved the last glass. Ah, now you make him feel guilty for making fun of you <laughs> for content purposes. <laughs> oh man, jeez, why? Well, I apologize if I. Uh... I went a little heavy-handed there. Yeah. <laughs> five, five days into March, starting to really heat up. I got wall-to-wall uh, college hoops on, watching a little Memphis-Wichita right now. All right. A little bubble action, two bubble teams. Right. Or I don't know if Memphis is a bubble team, but Wichita is kind of a bubble team. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so, right. there was something. I sent you that picture over the weekend, the one from when I was grocery shopping. Yeah, disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you were disgusted by it. Okay, good. It's, it's embarrassing. So I would say when I go out in public, I would mm-hmm. say my biggest strength but also my biggest weakness is just people watching. Okay. Because I always got to have, like, my head on a swivel. I'm always looking for the active shooter situation, which I know is dark, but it's just something I can't turn off. Hey, it's the reality. Yeah, it's like, Mac, like yeah. Mac and Always Sunny. I, I got to o- give everyone an ocular pat-down. Yeah, just like Mac. Yeah. <laughs> got to secure the perimeter. I got to always look for exit strategies. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why you, oh, also, that's why you always got to wear proper footwear. You never know when you're going to have to huff it. It's true. Yeah, tie your sneakers. And I need all the help I can get in that department, so I got to, you know, tie, my, tie your sneakers. You're right. Uh, so this is what I saw for – maybe we'll put this up on the Twitter page or something. I don't know. You probably shouldn't post a picture of a random kid, but maybe we won't. Maybe just the the regular listeners will send it to. 
I don't know how to blur it out, but yeah, if you could, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm walking around BJ's pushing the carriage or whatever. And I see right, it was like, kid was like 17. So it's all right. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, I think he's voting this year. Uh, <laughs> so the kid, uh, the guy pushing his kid in the carriage, and this kid, he's a bigger kid. He's, and I would say if you had to guess his age, would you say like at least uh, eight or nine? Yeah, at least, yeah. I had to go back. I haven't seen it. I didn't look at it again. But, yeah, it kills at least eight. Yeah, and he's sitting on two things of water, uh, two, uh, you know, water bottles, containers, yeah. whatever you yeah. want to call them, packages of water bottles. Mm. And uh, it's just the kid was too old. Where do you stand here with your kids, like, in terms of putting them in a carriage or making them walk? Like, if you're at now- Disneyland, it's one thing. I think. Never, never put them in like the body of the carriage just for food and shit. Yeah, I don't know what, don't know what the fuck you're doing putting your kid in, in that part. And then as soon as like like my daughter's still small enough to put her in like the sit like the sitting part. And as soon as soon as my son was big enough to not fit in there, I was like, that's it, we're done. That's it, you're out. You're a walker now. You just shamed them into like being like, nah, you're not doing this anymore. No shame, no shame. You're grown up, man. It's part of life. Well, that's part. Yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't spend that. your you can't spend your your formative years. Uh, you know, jamming your little legs through the holes of a cart. Just fucking walk around the stop and shop for an hour. It's not going to kill you. <laughs> right. And this is a, I mean, this is a big kid. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen it before, man. It's embar- a lot of times those kids just look bratty. They look spoiled. Oh, yeah. And they look, and they look like they're running the show. They look like they're just picking out everything they want. Oh, daddy, go to, or mommy, go to aisle four. We need to stack up on, uh, on Ritz crackers or something. Don't- or mommy. Yeah, can I get a coloring book? Yes, yes, dear. Whatever you want. Yeah. They're running the show. Don't Those you kids view it? Don't you view it as just like a vicious cycle? Like, oh, this guy probably got pushed around in his carriage. Now this idiot's gonna have kids, and he's gonna do the same thing. Do you just view it as like the circle of life, man? That's a good question. I don't know if a if a parent who pushes a kid around got pushed around when they were a kid. That's a good question. It. <laughs> I'm gonna. I, it's. I feel like it's not quite as point to point. I feel like there's something more underlying there. Yeah. Something's wrong. Some, something's wrong. What happened in their childhood, I don't know. This but guy looks like this guy looked like the type should, of guy who probably he probably exhibited the same behavior as a kid, and it's just being di- passed out. Di- disqualify should disqualify from being a parent if you start putting a kid like like my son will will like hang on the end of the cart now. Like he'll just. Like he'll like ride around like that. Yeah, gets a kick out of that. But that's not riding around. And I tell him I'm not waiting for it. So if you're not on there, you're walking. And like you're, if I stop and you get down to like do a little browsing, I'm not. Oh, hop on. No, I'm just going. <laughs> no, it's not. You're, it's you're, not the trolley in San Fran or whatever it's called. Yeah, no, I'm not pulling the whistle and by the time to all aboard. No, yeah. that's it. So this is the part that killed me. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> more. Well, this is one of the one of the things that killed me. We because we were in line next to them, which is when I was able to snap the picture. Yeah, and at some point they had to do some sort of price check. Something, okay. something, something happened where they had to go over to like one of the people that worked there, and she had to go in there with the gun and price check a few things. And like yeah. as she's doing this, the kid's still sitting there. She's working around him, uh. and I'm just like, I'm not. I don't let these things bother me too much, but I just can't not see it. You know what that? You know what that's teaching kid. That kid's gonna grow up to just not respect anybody that is in the <laughs> service industry. Anybody who's like a waiter or anybody that's serving him or like a janitor, anything like that. He's gonna grow up and think that those people yeah. work for him. 
I, like he could he could be working at at I don't want to like downplay any kind of fucking store. He he could be working a minimum wage job somewhere. He's gonna go in to stop a job. He's gonna berate the people behind the deli counter because he thinks that they're his bitch because he grew up treating people at Costco like this. Yeah, like no, you're gonna you're gonna fucking scan around my fucking ass, lady. No, this kid has a few minimum wage jobs in his future. Oh man, man, that's. Which uh, is fun. Which I'm not downplaying minimum job, minimum wage jobs. I've had a few. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, but yeah, this kid, this kid's just gonna think that the world owes him a favor, and the world should be worked around him. Just get out of the fucking car, kid. Yeah. It's bad parenting. The, the worst. The worst example is that I've ever seen. I, I wish I remembered it more clearly, but this was maybe a year, year and a half. Or I don't even remember. And I went to stop and shop, and I feel like it was like a, like at night. It could be like a Friday or Saturday night when you get to be an adult. That's one of the more shocking things you'll notice is the the, the weird times you'll find yourself at a, at a stop and shop. That you know, back in my younger years, mm-hmm. I'd be spending this time doing something cool, and now here I am picking up uh, a gallon of milk, some pancake mix, and uh, toilet paper or something like that. Uh, pancake mix, so, same thing. Right. And, uh, wait, what? I said pancake mix ain't bad. No, it was just a weird thing to be doing at seven o'clock on a Saturday. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, so, and I, and I, and I go in there and I just, there's this woman who, uh, she looks like Bobby Boucher's mother. And <laughs> the kid, and the kid, uh, the kid was driving one of those, uh, handicapped carts around. The kid was following her around in one of those handicapped driving oh, cars. That's that was white the trash. worst I've ever seen. Completely white trash. <laughs> I got. I've never wanted to yell at because he, he was being a little shit on it too. And I've never wanted to yell at a kid, another person's kid, more than this one. Somehow I, I didn't. I think I would have been justified in that instance. What he was stop and shop was shit. this? What stop and shop was this? One near you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say East Haven. It's like traffic jam with all those. They're all <laughs> the, over the place. Yeah, I mean, I guess some people need them, but I mean, this is a, like a same thing. Ten year old kid. No, yeah, train uh, like for. Bump, train like bumper cars or something. Like this yeah. is not fucking. It's not. It's a small world, kid. You, you time for you, just fucking walk. <laughs> and getting back to the restaurant, I could. We could do a whole episode on restaurant etiquette. Oh yeah, for sure. Customers, because I yeah. I get like embarrassed when I'm out with some people the way they treat the wait staff. Ah, be just be nice. A little small talk, you know. Do your dumbest jokes. That's really all you. Got. Yeah, say the waitress's name. You know when she comes away, hey, Karen or whatever. It's the most special lady in town. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't be too disrespectful, but also be nice. You know. Yeah, yeah, yep. She's gonna be nice to you. But she wants a she, tip, so you just you know same in return. Yeah, you don't golden want to spit your little golden and, rule action at the restaurant, and you don't want her to spit in your food. So that's well, yeah, that's probably the most important reason. Yeah. I mean, you don't want yeah someone handling your food, man. That's the nicest you should be to anybody all day. That's right. Yeah. So and then what bothered me is you know you get in the car, and I'm sure you've ran into this before when you see something when you're out in public. It could be uh, could be something as simple as a dinner party, uh, you know, anything. Like I said, grocery shopping, and you get in the car with your wife. And you just can't wait to like be like you believe that, and then she's like, uh, "See what?" And like <laughs> I'm like, it was it was like a 20 minute show. How did you not see what was going on? 
He's like, what kid? I'm like, oh. Then I start <laughs> to get even more mad. Now my now my anger has like shifted from the kid to her. I'm like, all right, never mind. I'm just dropping. Because well, because it, it feels like the kid got away with something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's yeah, like, you officer, like, I- you did not you didn't see that. <laughs> you didn't see it. It's a major offense. I think that's the only reason why. It's not her fault. You know. No, it's my fucked up brain because I can't. Like, I just watch. But I maybe, see everything. Maybe she, maybe she saw the kid and ignored it because she was actually looking for the active shooter. Yeah, well, I always, you, I always you do. Got, you got caught up on this little shitty little kid, mm-hmm. and she was looking at, uh, you know. She was making sure, you know, the coupon, making sure we saved every last dollar, which is important. Uh, okay, all right. If you that's one way to that's one way to go about it. I'm just I'm I, giving her the benefit of the doubt. I'm saying maybe she's better at at being aware of her surroundings than you are because maybe you got fixated on the one thing you shouldn't have. I secured the perimeter. I knew we were all right. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, uh, all right. As long as you're, as long as you're. I mean, obviously you're here to talk about it. So yeah, so, everything. It's a non-eventful day at Costco except for the kid riding on his. Uh, 12 pack of water, whatever. whatever yeah, you know, the big, the big value packs of water bottles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, so then that night is where the Malbec came in. It's because she had like uh, a few of the bridesmaids over because they had to order dresses or whatever. And that's when they had a couple of thimble sized uh, glasses of Malbec. Well, no, I think they may have put away one bottle. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, I got out of their way. I, went out but i was there for a little bit and uh you know because you, know, you can't stick around for that stuff it's like it's kind of you gotta let them be themselves and they're not going to be able to do that with like a guy present yeah and then you'll probably get roped into it too it's not like asking you come for opinion and whatever you say is gonna be the wrong opinion you just don't you don't need that headache. yeah and i want them to be able to talk shit about their husbands and stuff not i mean they could do that around me but you know they might like hesitate a little bit Right, yeah, let them, yeah, let them be comfortable. Yeah, yeah, not too comfortable in someone's house, but you know, because that's a whole other episode too. People who get too comfortable. Oh yeah, for sure. And as long as they know they're your house, they're not being filmed by. Uh, no, there was none of that. By, there, there by, was not by a hidden camera or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 No, <laughs> no, uh, no loudspeaker going off. No. Uh, but before I left. Uh, I want to know if you've ever been hit with this before because this was funny. <laughs> My fiance was out picking up takeout for them with one of her friends, and you know, a couple of her friends were still there, and I was getting ready to leave, and you know, she started talking to me. This is actually her maid of honor, and uh, she started telling me how. Uh, <laughs> have you ever been hit with this that you're like the perfect couple with your wife? Nobody's ever mentioned that about me. <laughs> oh <laughs> nope. God! Well, spoiler alert. My fiance has actually said that about you guys, and I oh. got re- I got really pissed when she said that. <laughs> Wait, why? Why did you get pissed? Because I don't want any her thinking anybody's a perfect couple. Well, maybe we are. Maybe that's what makes us perfect. Is that uh, you know? I'm I got humble mad. Enough. I was like, "Oh, you think they're perfect? <laughs> I, got, I got stories for you. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> stories? I don't know. I just said that, <laughs> but no, I. But no, but she was telling me we'd make a perfect couple. And like, as she said, I mean, I kind of like, I didn't say anything like to throw her off or anything. But like, as she's saying, I felt like I should have been like accepting an Academy Award for the praise that I was getting. Oh, you think she's putting I was like, you on? <laughs> no, I, I'm saying I'm putting her on. Like, if I'm oh, fooling you, oh. you that much into thinking 
Uh, they were a perfect couple. Like, come on now. I guess I, that's maybe why I, I never felt fall into that trap with anybody. Like the happier people look, the more I think like something's wrong. Oh, maybe that's why I looked at the perfect couple because there's no way anybody thinks I'm happy like more than three consecutive seconds at a time. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I almost wanted to be like, yeah, that picture uh, behind you on the wall is up there because my knuckles are imprinted on the wall, <laughs> which it, which only a joke folks, but the, the old, the old house, the old house, there may have been a picture on the wall because of that. <laughs> uh, not my knuckle. You got to, when you punch, don't ever punch a wall, but if you do, it's gotta be the side of the fist. Yeah, you can't be knuck- they mean knuckles in. And general make drywall like they used to, that's for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> So yeah, a couple a couple uh, of them had never seen the house before and they took the you know the tour, which I know you don't do. I don't really do a tour I of someone's see, house. I've seen enough houses. Yeah. They're all the same basically. There's a master bedroom which you, no one needs to see. Nope. Unless you move into like Wayne Manor, I don't need to see your house. Like it needs, it needs to be pretty pretty impressive for me to like give a shit about your house. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I guess so. It's got to be like the real world house back in the day. That that like those it, yeah. were tour worthy. A, a cribs house, right? Cribs, yeah, like Tommy Lee with the whatever. He had, <laughs> he had the Big Bird wall. Remember that? I don't remember. They, the they were like they had, like they had they had fluffy walls. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, fluffy walls. That sounds that sounds like a Tommy Lee type house. Yeah, yeah. So some kind of some kind of swing in the bedroom, I'm sure. All right, so I had to bounce another thing off you. Okay, and I think I think I mentioned this to you before when I was over your house a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. One of her friends came over and asked about how the neighbors were, which I don't know why I never ask anybody that how your neighbors are, but whatever. Okay, yeah, I don't um, like my new neighbors are actually great not that my old neighbors were bad but like these neighbors kind of more keep to themselves that sounds pretty good too yeah like the guy yeah like it's more of just a wave and like i've talked to the guy next to me a couple times then the guy across the street i remember talking to him but i was hammered so you don't really remember talking to him no i don't and it was about like cars getting broken into and i was like oh fuck (laughs) this guy probably thinks i'm like lead suspect now after talking to me (laughs) And my old neighbors were a little, uh, I don't know. There was like an old lady next to me who would beat my eardrum. And there was like a guy next to me who, well, the guy next to me was good because like, I feel like he was like very nosy. So like he would always like come knocking on my door, looking to drink, which, all right, come on in. Um, oh yeah. Um, I remember that guy. Yeah. yeah. You remember the guy you met him. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was a little weird, but like, you know, he was, he, like, was, he was like nosy, man. Like he knew uh, statute of limitations is up on this, but I was growing weed and like he knew about that. So I would make sure I smoked him up because he was a guidance counselor. And I was like, if you got dirt on me, I'm going to. It's like training day when he makes him <laughs> smoke the. Was it PCP? Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Who are they going to believe? Gun to his head. <laughs> Who are they going to believe, Jake? <laughs> yeah. And then there was also like a nice guy across the street, this old like school Italian guy who always invited me over, even though I never went. Like they were, and more, these neighbors are more like, I don't know, not, I don't want to say standoffish, but they're more my style because they just like, yeah, you know, a little wave. They're set in their ways. They don't need more, they don't need more companionship in their lives. They're all set. They don't need you to come to some, you know, walking into their lives. They're either happy as, at a distance. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You, you should have to be civil with your neighbors. That's it, yeah. And yeah. don't, 
you know, just make sure that your neighbor's not going to call the cops on you because one of your parties is a little louder. So not that I have parties, but you know what I mean. You have a few people yeah. over and there's people yep. in the garage doing whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this brings me to this. Uh, when I first moved in, maybe a week or two after we were here, mm-hmm. one of my neighbors on the street brought me uh, some baked goods it's like okay. from a bakery in the center of town. A little welcome to the neighborhood. All right. Yeah, a little welcome to the neighborhood. And uh, at the time, like, I got her name, I'm sure. And I'm sure, you know, I was like, oh, where do you live? And we exchanged pleasantries. I was home by myself. Mm. And ever since then, like, my fiance asked me, like, who was it? And I'm like, "Ah, I don't, I really don't remember. I think maybe she goes walking by the house sometimes. I think she has glasses. And, like, I'm catching... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm catching shit from her and one of her friends that was here, like that I didn't do enough. Isn't it enough just to say thank you at the time? And like, what do I don't have to send a thank you card? Do I? Uh, I don't know what the protocol is on that, man. Times are times have changed. I would, you might have to send a thank you card. Uh, I get quick thanks for the. I mean, it's too cookies. late now. It's almost a year later. I don't. Yeah, I think you're well past the. <laughs> I feel like it's even too late to like start picking people out of the street and being like, "Were you the one?" It's like I feel like you just gotta take the L. Yeah, it's over. It's over now. Take yeah. the L, right? Yeah. yeah. Anything, any, any kind of effort now is fr- it's gonna be fruitless, and it's gonna make you look even worse than you. Not that you look like horrible, but it's gonna make you look bad. Yeah, like I'm not sure what el- I, what else I was supposed to do. Like, was I supposed to like, oh, they live. Over there, so we, we got to go give it's them a, something. I don't know. Yeah, it's a busy time, man. You're moving. There's all kinds of shit. You're going to the to the storage place. You're going to the old house. You're going back and forth. You're settling in. You're unpacking. Right. Her, house hadn't, been, you her, house, yeah, her house hadn't been sold yet, so we're worrying about that shit. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I, the, the one thing slips through the cracks, and it's sending some lady a thank you for cookies. It's not really a big deal. Yeah, I, I didn't think yeah. so. I didn't think so. That just, that I mean, just happened to come up the other night, and I was like, well, "What do you want me to do?" I'm sorry. You, you could have done. You could have done a little more, but it's not a big deal. Not arguing that point. Not arguing that I could have done a little more. <laughs> How are the? What kind of baked goods were they? What'd you get? Were they cookies and cake, or was it? It's uh, a little mixture. I'm not. I don't even remember. All uh, right. I was kind of hoping you remember like to a T what it was. <laughs> I don't. I was, you remember, I was hoping you remembered exactly what was in the box. I, it was a it was a nice assortment. It was a nice spread. It was. I don't even uh, know the name of the place. I'd have to look it up. It was so, like a little place from the center of town. I'm sure I could look it up. I, I don't know though. I don't remember exactly. All right. <laughs> it was a nice gesture. Very nice gesture. From an anonymous neighbor. Yeah, Hopefully, maybe she stumbles upon this show, and I'm like, you know, thank you very much. Oh, maybe she is a listener. Yeah. Never, never know. Never know. I didn't say anything <laughs> bad about her. All positive here. No, it was all good, except you just forgot her. You just forgot everything important about her, including what she looks like. <sighs> I, I think I could pick her up. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll play it off right. awesome at some point when we run into her. I'll play it off great. 30 or more, because you got time to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> uh, That's an eventful couple days there, man. Yeah, so, uh, it was one, that was one day, actually. I was, like, I was the same day, same day as the dispensary. It was a loaded <laughs> day. Man. All right. That's uh all right, got some shit off your chest, man. I hope you feel better. Did you move on to the brown now? 
No, I'm still working on the wine. <laughs> I was talking a lot, so I didn't get a chance to. <laughs> oh, man. Shaq's birthday tomorrow, by the way, by the time people are listening to this. Shaq, let me guess. How, let me guess how old Shaq is. <sighs> I looked it up, and I didn't write it down. Um, I think – go ahead. I think I know. I gotta, or – I'm going to say he is 45. I think he's 48 tomorrow. I, oh, that's oh, that's old. All right, he's a little, he's a little forty, under. maybe forty-seven. I think I think it said he was forty-seven when I looked it up, but 40, gotcha. I want to say forty-eight tomorrow. All right, Shaq Diesel. Yeah, <laughs> the Diesel baby. You saw he grew his hairline out or something? I, uh, you know, that's one of those things I saw on social media. I did not click it. I was not. I saw it's like Shaq with hairline. I was not interested. Yeah, it looks ridiculous. I don't care what it is or what it's about. There was something him and Wade had a bet. Oh, like who's went further back? No, it was um, it had something to do with the Bucks Heat game, and the Heat ended up winning. Okay, something like that. And I, I happened to see it on TV. I didn't even see it online. And uh, yeah, it was underwhelming. It wasn't. It looked like he had it. He had like the Doc Rivers thing going on, where it was like painted, <laughs> but it was yep. farther back though. It was definitely like a receding Doc like colors his into the, you know, so he makes it look like he has a good hairline. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, so yeah, it was. It wasn't anything special. He didn't miss anything. Yeah, I didn't feel like I missed anything. Nah. Um, you saw Curb this weekend? I did. What? That's. I'm gonna write Speaking that. of Shaq, season Speaking two. Of, right. Yeah, the trip. There we go. That wasn't planned, by the way. That was not a shameless segue. I. Uh... I've got to let it rest for a little bit, but that's that's a possibility of being an all time right. Oh, I, I thought right away. I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> loved it. I don't like to, uh, I don't like to throw instant classics on movies or even TV shows right off the bat. But I loved it. I was, I know yeah, it was you got to let them rest. You let them sit for a little while before you start putting tags on it. But that's that's in, in contention for uh, one of the better ones of yeah. all time. Rest in peace, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and I'll, I'll, say, I'll say it right here. Like if, from here on out, we'll probably have some spoilers. Not that Carl is a big character, but there'll be some spoilers. And where do you stand like on spoilers? Like, will you not listen to something because of spoilers, or is it just like cup? Like, how many shows do you avoid spoilers for um, regular, rigorously? Uh, or do you, or do you ever? Is there any time where you, or do you just not care and you'll like listen and like you won't, you won't ruin your enjoyment of the show regardless? Uh, I remember the first episode of Curb this year, which was probably back in January, I guess. Yeah, this was January. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I was still listening to Simmons was still doing his podcast with Sal on Mondays, doing the lines, and they yeah. talked. They talked Curb at the end, and I listened to it that Monday, and I hadn't seen it yet. Okay, so I avoided it there. But no, I don't. I wouldn't say there's that many. Well, if I'm really into a show, though, I don't want to hear people t- talk about it unless. Yeah. But like a show like The Outsider, for example, which I'm kind of watching, and I was kind of late to the party on. Yeah. Like if I haven't started that yet, I'm not going to avoid a few people talking on some podcast about it because I okay. might watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to go that. But if it's a, if it's a show that I'm uh, heavily invested in, that I'm a regular watcher of, then I'll. You know, avoid it. Yeah, there's even a though, few even though Curb isn't really, it's you know, it's not one of those shows where like something crazy like that's gonna happen. But I yeah, still... I, probably, I probably would have done the same thing. I probably would have avoided that too because I just don't want those dorks 
ruining it for me. And yeah. Like, t- like telling each other jokes and stuff. I, I don't want to listen to that. Yeah. Not because it would spoil it, but because it would just, they would ruin it. Yeah. Um, was, Ca- was Carl on the show? I don't remember him from. No, I know he's a comedian. He might have. I don't think he was ever on before. Yeah. So he's just he's just he's like one of those comedian guys that I've I've seen him. Yeah, he like, he's in like before. little stuff here and yeah. there. Yeah, all right. Um, but yeah, he just showed up and <laughs> stole the I show, mean, man. You're never... He did. He really did, man. What was the line? What was his uh, suicide note? I'm just. I can't take any more disappointment. Is that um, what it was? That, yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> can't take any more just, disappointment. Just phenomenal, and I the, the line of the show for me was. The Jets killed Carl. And a little bit of the Knicks. And a little bit of the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. The only thing I saw in advance of this episode, real quick, was I saw something. It must have been on Twitter, maybe. And it said something about uh, uh, Joe Beningo. Was, was, was tonight's Curb character inspired by Joe Beningo or something? And I was like, what? So I, I figured it had to do something with the Jets, but that's the only thing I knew going into the uh, episode. I can't take him or his appointment is a little bit like, oh, the painy. So, yeah, you could say that. Joe Beningo's catchphrase is, oh, the pain. Yeah, I mean, Larry, I'm sure Larry David knows who Joe Beningo is, so you never yeah. know, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been great if he got Joe B to actually play the role of himself. That would, I mean, that would be – Joe Beningo on TV is always worth a – Always worth tuning in for, let alone on you know the greatest comedy. Yeah, I mean, people in this area would have marked out for it at least. Absolutely, yeah. yeah I mean, no one else would have known. Still, <laughs> people from Jersey and New York would have been flipping out. Oh yeah, been, it would have been great. Rest, I mean, most countries know who Carl is, so I'm not gonna be a big deal if it's Joe Beningo. <laughs> True, if it was just Joe. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But yeah, the, so the Jets killed Carl and a little bit of the Knicks. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, and was, obviously, uh, Nick Kroll, excellent. Yeah. Nick Kroll, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish his part was a little bit bigger, like a little more. I don't know. It was okay. Like that, like him in that role was a little odd because you, I'm used to seeing Kroll kind of steal it a little bit. And he was more, uh, he didn't have like as big a personality as I'm used to seeing him. Yeah, he played it kind of straight for him. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but, still, but still funny. Still a good addition to the show. Yeah, not not the first person that the Jets have killed, but I mean, maybe the first person that they've made kill themselves. But no, probably not. <laughs> a few. Uh, maybe they just didn't leave a note. You know what? There's there's like a classic. Yeah, I've I've always heard. I've heard. I remember the first time I heard this line. I think it was about the Browns, and I've heard it like a million times since then. And I think everyone thinks they invented the line, mm-hmm. and it was uh, like. A guy on his in his will had requested that uh, the like, players from the Browns be his pallbearers. So when they let him, you know, they, they let him go into the grave. That they, the Browns could put him down, or what's like let him down one last time. One last time, yeah. yeah I think I've heard that before. I remember, yeah. yeah, I remember hearing it like the first time. I think it was the most clever thing I've ever heard. And like a million times later, I'm like, ah, oh, it's just been it's just been recycled over and over again. If I die, don't mention yeah, my favorite teams, please. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't, want, I don't want a Yankees casket. You know what I mean? No. What about in the? Well, what about in the? Is it okay in like the obituary to mention like your long suffering? No, don't no, don't do no. It. save save the save the print. Well, you don't really have a team that's like long suffering either. 
No, that's yeah. true. Yeah, or maybe it's... like Seton Hall at some point might get that to get to that point. Yeah, but am I really am I really suffering through it? I mean, it's not really. Like I don't I don't live and die with. It. I mean, it sucks when you lose, but like I don't live and die. Like I'm not miserable. Like when the Yankees lost in October, I'm miserable. But you're not long suffering because you've seen them win a lot. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. But like when Seton Hall loses, like it sucks, and I'm pissed for a little bit. But like, yeah, it's different. It's different. I mean, it's not like they're losing in Final Fours every year, and like it's like losing a second round of the tournament. It's like okay, we lost the second round again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think who would be the most tortured college basketball team right now. Wow, because that college yeah. basketball is t- Michigan maybe because Michigan hasn't. Michigan always feels like a team that should compete. And yeah, they, they haven't won since what eighty nine. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, they had the whole even with the Fab Fives, they got there. Weber, true. Eighty nine. Eighty nine seems a little bit current. Like I feel like college basketball, you got to go back a couple more. But that's that's pretty far back. And Michigan always seems like they should be contending. Or people always have them penciled into their bracket further than they're gonna go. Yeah, that's that's one maybe. They do go. Yeah, I mean, they, they lost two championship games this decade, or last decade, whichever way you want to look at it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, that's true. Big losses do count as far and as... that is uh, part of being tortured, I guess, is you got to get far in order to... Yep, yep. You know, I would have I said, like, Virginia and Villanova at one point, but they just won. Or Villanova won Yeah, 80s, Nova a couple, still, yeah. yeah. Nova had tough, yeah, 90s and early yeah, 2000s. Yeah, the yep. Jay Wright era was kind of tough because they would get close. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. It's usually coaches that are the ones that, like, get off the snide more than the teams. Yeah, college basketball is a good question. Yeah, I should have looked into that because I can't really think. Yeah. Every, every women's basketball team that's not UConn? Yeah, right. A lot of uh, a lot of close calls for those teams. I don't even know who. Yeah, close calls coming within 40. <laughs> no, nah, they lost uh... – they lose like two no, I know, yeah. Well, no, they're not. They're not as good this year. But I'm saying, like, there's Baylor's had a couple in, in women's hoops. Yeah, and uh, well, I'll give you a team that's kind of. I can't even call this team torture because they've won so much. But like UCLA, the last 25 years. Going that's from, true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But even well, they even had one in the 90s though. Yeah, they had the tie set in the air. It's true. Yeah. The tie set in the air. Oh yeah, because of. It is a uh, game winner in like the opening round, but like that's I think that's, that's Ed O'Bannon's team. <laughs> True. Center. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's the most like what the first thing you think of is Ty. Yeah, Center. yeah. Uh, I can't really think anymore. Most teams like they they usually get over the hump eventually if you, you know the coach sticks around. And... Gonzaga. Oh, you know Gonzaga? what? That's probably the one. Yeah, Gonzaga's probably the one. Because if you consider they came out of nowhere in like the late nineties. Yeah. I think yeah. their first run may have been the year UConn won in 99 because UConn beat them in the that Elite sound, Eight. Sounds right. So it's been 20 years, and like half of those years, maybe even less at this point, were like they were like the you know mid-major darling. Cinderella, yeah. In the past at least 10 years, probably longer now, they've been like one, two, three seeds, and they've been to that one Final Four, and they couldn't get over the hump against North Carolina. Butler's on their way to being that. Yeah, not quite Gonzaga. Gonzaga – and part of it is they play no, in that take, conference, you know. Yeah, well, it's going to take time. It's going to take time. But just, I was just thinking about that loss to Duke when they like the whole world was rooting for them, 
And then that shot like went off back iron from half court, and you're like, that would have been incredible. Yeah, that would have been the best ending possible. And they lost two in a row in the finals. As, yeah, as, as yeah. a Cinderella. Yeah, so that would have been they're they're in contention, but not quite there yet. They need to have a few more years of heartbreak to yeah. to get there. Yeah, that shit, man. See that long suffering ducator here. Yeah, right. <laughs> the fact that I'm still like pissed about that ball, that ball not dropping, and I'm like, oh, I get like tense thinking about it. I should have gone down, man. Yeah, man. It was just considering the shot and where it came from, man. That was as good of a uh, uh, not as good of a look as you could have, but as good of a shot as you could have had at that. I mean, right off the glass and. And then Gordon Hayward. Well, what are you gonna do? What um what other what other team fan bases would you put on Suicide Watch? It's mostly football teams, I think. I got a, yeah. I mean, I have no hockey teams. No, I have more football teams, and I have three NBA and four baseball. Well, the the one baseball team, I was thinking, I mean, the Mets. Yeah, the Mets are up there. The Mets. And part of the I know they won in '86, but the Mets are just—I mean, ever since I mean, it goes back to even before '86, trading Tom Seaver. Yeah, I mean that's pretty bad. And Nolan, right? And then even in the even in the '80s when they won, like their two best players turned out to be junkies, basically. Oh yeah, it was like the shortest. They could have been a dynasty. They, you know, they had like I think they have like one of the better records in '88, Mm -hmm. and they lose they lose the Dodgers in the playoffs, and never. Never come close. I mean, they come, they come back in the you know, late 90s and two th- with Piazza, and they lose to the Yanks. And uh, then everything with, with – um, the, the collapses. Uh, oh, yeah, the cl- September collapses with Glavin and then with, uh, uh, with the Dark Knight going out there and Terry Collins keeping him out there. And that's, you know, yeah. the end of that run. I mean, there's no like, – it's whatever it is, like, they, just, they can't – and then when, even when they're losing – you're like, okay, well, yeah, a little bit of hope this year, maybe. Yeah. The pitching staff, and this has to turn right, and this ne- nothing ever works out for him, man. Also, I feel like part of being tortured is you have to have, like, no name. Maybe I'm biased because the Mets are, like, local, and I follow mm-hmm. them, but mm-hmm. I feel like part of being tortured is you have, like, these no-name guys beat you, like Connor Gillespie a few years ago in that wild card game. That's fair, yeah, for sure. And then you have, like, uh, you mentioned the 88 LCS. I, Mike Sosha hit a big home run in that series, and he was basically like – he was a good player, but he kind of – his name – people started to know who Mike Sosha was when he was the manager more than he was the player. I'm going by what Mets – like my stepfather's a Mets fan. I'm going by what he told me, and like Mike Sosha hitting a home run in that spot was like a kill, crushing because he wasn't even that good of a player. Right. It wasn't like it was one of their yeah. big, big name guys. Yeah. And then like in the 2000s, I mean, Soho getting that hit against them. Well, he was a big-time player. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Big-time big time performer on the big Clutch team. player, yeah. Yeah, and then, I mean, I don't know. Yachty's a future Hall of Famer, so he doesn't count, but that was obviously a crusher. And then how about, I mean, those two, Doc and Daryl, man, the fact that they that's, the yeah. fact that they come back and they win championships with the Yankees is just <laughs> yeah, – that Doc's throwing – Doc's throwing no hitters. Daryl's like a the fourth outfielder or starting. He's probably starting outfielder on a couple of teams. Yeah. And, uh, he, I don't think he was on the 2000 team. I think that was. I think his last year may have been 99. But Doc was 
I'll tell you why I remember Doc was on the 2000 team because he pitched in uh, he pitched in Shea during the doubleheader. Oh yeah, he the started split, that first the split, game. The split doubleheader where it was like Yankee Stadium, Shea Stadium. Yeah, and that night was the uh, night Piazza got hit. With, uh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think I don't think Doc was on the playoff roster that year. I don't know if it was because of performance reasons or he was. Uh, right. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, because he, he had a weird, he had a weird career, man. Where that always kind of propped up. Where, he, but in '96, I mean, it's still was, propping up. It's not. <laughs> yeah, in '96, he wasn't on the roster either. But that was because that, that was because uh, he just didn't. There's no place for him to pitch. Yeah. yeah, he's had a tough life, man, Doc. Yeah. So what other that's, baseball? Uh... Uh, I got the Indians on the list. Uh, to me, that's like the other biggest one on the list. Uh, they just, they've lost World State. Yeah. They, they they effectively ended the Cubs. Fucking. Uh, curse, right? And they took on like they're the they're the they they, they have they have the biggest curse now. Yeah, they have uh, um, they they've, they've lost they've lost they've been to two World Series right, and they've lost in seven games in my lifetime, and both of them, right? Uh, and, and, and both of them went down to the last at bat too. Well, no, right, but you forget ninety five though. Oh, well, and, it was. Here's a here's a crazy stat about the Indians. Forty eight was the last year they won, right? Yep. And then they lost again in. They won in forty eight, and then they lost in fifty four. They didn't make the playoffs again until that ninety five series. Right. Oh, Forty one years. <laughs> that's crazy. And then missing the playoffs. I mean, that team was good too. All those guys, you know, Tommy and Manny and uh, Bell. A bunch of guys. Who else was on those? By Kenny, Kenny Loft. Yeah, the scale. Uh, but yeah, those teams just couldn't get over the hump. Ninety-seven. Was it Bob? Bobby Bonilla had like the sack fly. He had the sack fly that tied the game. Uh, I can just picture Renteria. Say, I don't remember Bonilla. And who got? Oh yeah, Renteria got the hit in Council Square. I think it was Bonilla who tied it up with a sack fly. Oh, that's oh, off of uh, Jose Mesa, I think. Yeah, it was so I remember Mesa. watching some sort of documentary, man. Jose Mesa, they they weren't happy. They're not happy with him in Cleveland to this day. But they have so ma- they have so many man. Uh, Ninety nine. Remember when Pedro came out of the pen and like no hit him to yep. win the series? Yep, yep. Uh, we mentioned the Cubs World Series. Oh, I mean, a couple years ago against the Yankees, that wasn't quite the same level, but losing that series when they were up two zero. Yeah, they've been crushed time and time again. Cleveland as a city, if you were just going by cities, Cleveland could be like the most suicidal. Yeah. The only thing is they have the they have the championship from twenty sixteen though. Even LeBron just like jerked them around, like going to Miami, coming back, going to LA. I know, but everybody's just I like, feel, oh, yeah. all right, all right, go ahead, man. Like go do your thing. <laughs> go ahead. I know. I feel like LeBron leaving twice almost I guess you can't cancel out a championship, but <laughs> Like how popular? Like thirty years from now, I guess LeBron comes back, and you got to give him an ovation for that championship because it'll probably still be their only one. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. like right now, if you're a Cavs fan, I'd almost be like, "Fuck you, LeBron!" Like I, I know. I, I think they're so beaten down and dejected. I think they just accept it, man. I, I don't. I, I think the second time around, they're just like, "Yeah, like it is what it is." Yeah, I think like, they're just, yeah. they're just they're just like a they're just a beaten down fan base in general. I think there's I imagine Cleveland just just walking around their heads down, miserable, mumbling to themselves constantly, you know, wearing like a Kevin Love jersey, 
making this making no sense. Just like just being miserable all the time because they have they have they have that Cleveland team now. They have the Browns and have the oh, Indians, the and it's just there's just nothing going for them. The tough sports town, man. Yeah, for real. What were the other two baseball teams? Yeah, Pirates. The Pirates is one, yeah. and uh, even though they've won recently, it's probably because qualifies them. But the White Sox. Yeah, the White Sox isn't great because they got to deal with the Cubs, who are. Yeah, I think everybody loves the Cubs. I think the White Sox win three World Series in a row, and that's to be the Cubs is still be the darlings and everybody's. Although I feel like because the Cubs have won, I feel like everybody's a little more has more expectations for them now, and right. they're not they're not like the lovable losers anymore. Now it's like, all right, let's get let's let's go. We can't just win just one. The like, Cubs, got, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so I don't so I don't think they're lovable losers that 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 kind of outshine the White Sox. But even still, they do outshine the White Sox. And uh, they've just been dismal. For, even when they were good, even that they won, what, 05? Like, nobody remembers that they won. Yeah, nobody it was, it was that kind of a forgotten team. World Series. Yeah, they were really like, good that year, too. But, it's, yeah, it's kind of forgotten. So that's all I got for baseball. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have any for baseball anyways. Uh, it was I don't know, football just – I don't know why it is the football losses just feels like it sticks more. I think but just – the French, like you just get in a rut in football, and there's almost like no way out. True, because I mean, you can you've go been for a, yeah. You've been in a rut for a while with your team. You've had glimpses with the Dolphins, yeah. And like I still remember, like that's why when like with Eli and people were like ready to run Eli out of town. That's why I didn't mind holding on to him for a little while. I mean, it got a little excessive at the end, but it was it was just I remember what it was like after Phil Sims and before Eli. You're just you're just like. You don't know where the direction of the team is going. You don't know who's leading the team, or, or can Kent Graham figure it out this year? Like it's not quarterback purgatory. It's the worst place to be. Yeah, so I think a lot, a lot of that has to do. So and the, and the teams I have have a, a couple long-standing quarterbacks that are just like you're not going to win anything with these guys, but they they keep coming back every year. And there's a couple of those teams on here. That's uh, the Lions and the Bengals. Oh, like, I, didn't, gonna, I didn't have the Bengals. Yeah, like you're not going to win. You're not going to win shit with Stafford. I mean, they haven't won anything ever to the Lions, and then the Bengals with Dalton. It's like, yeah, I mean, he's not going to win you anything. But I guess you got to hang on to him. Like, why not just cut ties with that guy? But because they don't want to be in purgatory, they'd rather be mediocre with a guy they trust than be bad. Yeah, with a, I know. With, a, with random guys, you know, year in and year out. The Lions are. The Lions have been so inept that, like, it's hard to even call them tortured. They have one playoff win in 63 years. Yeah, that's... Do you know how insane are. that is? They won the 19... I think it was 57 NFL championship, which okay. is, like, pre-Super Bowl. And yep. they, the only other playoff win is... Uh, it was actually DPW, uh, January 92 against Dallas. I think that was right before Dallas started their dynasty. Yep, yep. And then they lost... It must have been the other Redskins one, so they must have lost the championship NFC championship game to the Redskins. That's like it's not even tortured. That's just you're not even relevant for over fifty years. It's crazy. Yeah, that's... but you know the thing about the, that separates Detroit and Cleveland. If you're uh, you know live there and you root for the teams, Detroit has had other good teams in other sports. Yeah, Pistons had a couple runs. Uh, Red, Red Tiger, Wings, Tiger, obviously. Tiger, yeah, Red Wings were one of the class organizations and show for a while. Detroit, uh, the Tigers have won. So, uh, yeah. It's, the Lions are just... Uh, they, it's crazy. It's crazy it's, to even, like... 
you can't even put it into words. I, I can't even imagine that. Like at least the Dolphins go to the playoffs sometimes, and they win again. I mean, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been almost like I think it's been like twenty years now, but like sixty-three years. The Dolphins have moments, though. Yeah, they have moments. They're not quite <laughs> tortured yet, but they're they're and like on the fringe. Thank the God these the, teams are in front of them because they're kind of like taking heat off of them. The thing with the Lions is they they had one of the greatest running backs of all time. They had one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. Yeah. And they both were like, fuck this, man. I'd rather just not play. Anymore. Yeah, that is kind of torture. That is, yeah. yeah. Like, this is miserable. Like, fuck. And I don't know if I'm a fan. Not that I feel insulted that they did, that they did it, but I'm like, this guy, didn't, this guy just didn't care. Like, we, we suck. Even the fans suck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Like, they don't, you know, a lot of guys like, oh, it's thanks to you, the fans, that I stuck around. Like, no, these guys are like, fuck, fuck ownership. Fuck the jersey. Fuck. <laughs> fuck the helmet, fuck the fans, fuck this town. I'm going to Boga. Like, that's it, man. And as, as, as have we talked about the Browns yet? Uh, we have not talked about the Browns yet. Right. I thought we, we, we were talking we about the Indians. We, so. we mentioned them. Yeah, we mentioned them with the Indians, but we didn't really get into the Browns though. Which yeah, they have their own their own tortured history going back. Uh, well, to those... when the pre Ravens years. Right. Well, I always when I always think about Browns like torture history, I always think about the two Broncos losses in the eighties. Yep. There was the drive and the fumble. I think those were two. Were those two separate games? The drive and the fumble. One of them was Ernest Biner fumbled, and then Elway drove them. Yeah, that's two separate. I'm pretty sure it's two separate games. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the Biner one was first because they. Yeah. And then the, yeah, and then the, and then the then Elway's comeback was a couple of years later, I think. No, I think it was back to back. I think it was back to back AFC Championship games because the oh, those were those were yeah that is brutal. Those were like Browns teams that were kind of like Super Bowl or bust teams. And people don't think of the Browns like that, but those were teams that were like supposed to at least go to the Super Bowl, which is crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. That's bad. And then. Uh, Having having this franchise stolen from them from under their nose in the middle of the night. That see that's what <laughs> that's what might make them number one is like they lost their team. That's and that team, team won a championship. Yeah, they've lost. They've won two. <laughs> they won two championships since then. I mean, could you imagine <laughs> just your team? Okay, just leaves in the middle of the night. Art Modell, that scumbag, complete scumbag. Yeah, takes them in the middle of the night, and then that team goes out. I mean, that team is just year in and year out an awesome team in your division that usually beats you. Yeah. (laughs) Right. They, they won, they won once with the, with the iffy quarterback and a great defense. They won a second time with, with a guy who was basically the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. But he had an incredible run. Yeah. There there was like, like how good is Joe Flacco conversations after that? Not realizing that it was just a kind of flash in the pan. Awesome flash in the pan. Yeah, but, he uh, was always he was always like a, I always considered him like a decent big game quarterback. A decent, I'll say. I'm not going to call him a good big game quarterback. He was decent. And he's better than Trent Dilfer. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, better than Dilfer. Yeah. And now and now here they are with Lamar, kind of setting up for the for the future, and they look like he just looks phenomenal. And who knows what what will do if we'll take a step back or whatever. But they look like they're are. in better shape than the Browns, basically. They, yeah, which not saying much, but yeah, for sure they are. In a year where the Browns were supposed to be the darlings, and it's just Mayfield took the biggest step back. Odell is wreaking havoc, and who knows where he where he stands? Except you know on Team Odell, and uh, 
and they just did more questions than answers after a year where they were supposed to be not Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, but people are people had these guys in the playoffs. See, like you don't other town. Yeah, like I don't feel like there's baseball teams with this type of torture. At least not since the Red Sox and Cubs won. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. there, I mean, there's at least a good five NFL teams that are just, like, brutal existences. Well, that's why the Mets and Indians, because the Mets and Indians, like, Mets haven't won since the 60s, Indians haven't won since 40s. So, it's like, that. that's just, when you go back to that far, that helps. But, yeah, it, it feels different in football for some reason. I don't know why, even though baseball is 162 games. Yeah, maybe because the, the fact that you need a quarterback and, like, you just, there's, a lot of years where oh, there's decades where you're just helpless. Yeah, and in, in baseball, you could always be, like just get hot one year and you know you yeah, make baseball, the playoffs or something. I baseball, don't know. baseball is a unique sport where in spring training, everybody's a little bit optimistic. Like maybe we'll put it together this year. Maybe these guys got it. Maybe the young kids come up. Maybe we make a trade the deadline yeah. and make a little bit of run here. And football, if you don't have a guy, uh, you know what you have going in. And oh yeah, unless you're delusional. You you true. You're true. not you're not gonna be optimistic going into a football yeah. season. True optimism on opening day is, is like no other sport when, when it yeah. opens. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so that Lions Browns mentioned the Bengals, <laughs> and then I had there's yeah there's you? two. I have two other teams that like may even be more. worse than that. I have two more also. I'm sure they're the same two teams. They're the Bills. Yep. In the Bills, it comes down to basically the. Super Bowls. It comes out to a four-year stretch. And they, and they downplay that now. And it's like, no, man, that is miserable. Like, you guys – look, Jim Kelly was a great player. Thurman, Thurman Thomas was a great player. And you had, you had Andre Reid. You had a great team. And Marv Levy was a good coach. Like, you had a great team. And you got Super Bowl four years in a row. And that is, that is an accomplishment. It but is. it's not something It's not something you should be bragging about now. No. It's not, and looking in the rearview mirror, like, you came short four years in a row, and it was miserable. And I don't know if I'm not saying that people will kill themselves, but it's people on suicide watch. Yeah, especially since a lot of them live in Buffalo. And that goes, yeah, that's with it's just bleak up there, gray, very rural area, cold. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it it is an incredible accomplishment that they made it to four straight, but it's like, I don't know, I just feel like you can't say that out loud. (laughs) Yeah, it's just it's like one of those things where you know it at a party, you don't you don't say it out loud. Yeah, don't brag about it. Like, well, actually, yeah, I just I feel like even if I even if I saw Jim Kelly at a party, and look, Jim Kelly is a great ambassador for the game. The guy's a cancer survivor. He's guy's a legend and a hero. He's inspiration. But talking football only, if I saw him at a party, I'd whisper to you like, "That's the guy who lost four Super Bowls in a row." Yeah, I'm not I'm not bringing it up, and I don't want him to bring it up. It's like. I don't know. It's like if you see, uh, if if you, see, I don't know. I can't think of like something embarrassing. But if like some, if you knew some guy who, I don't know, did something embarrassing, like he drove his car into the river or something like that, mm-hmm. and they had to tow him out of the river, and I don't know, they found like, I don't know, they found like a hooker in his, a live hooker in his car with cocaine or something, <laughs> and they saw him like a year later. And we're like, oh yeah, it's the guy that drove his car into the river with a hooker. You're not like, you're not talking about the party, like he got away with it or something. They'd be like, oh yeah, uh, you don't brag about that. It just happened, and he let it go. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I wish I had better prepared an analogy for that, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, bo- bottom line is, don't. I feel like they've. I feel like they've brought 
have they honored those teams at all? I feel like they've done. I'm sure, that. I'm sure, I'm sure they. Have. I know they've brought a back bunch of those guys to like Ring of Honors. I'm sure, and made like when they get into the Hall of Fame. They've downplayed those four years a lot, man. They made it yeah. seem a lot, a lot better than it really was. It was not sunshine and roses those four years, man. No, and I don't know how you play that off to a. Maybe because they've been so bad since. They look better now. Yeah, that could yeah, be part of could, it. Could be it. Yeah, I they've mean, been, just they, like the loss they had this year—that's that's that's tortured right there. The loss they, to the Texans. They've been so tortured for so long. They look back on the greatest four-year stretch of losing in history. Yeah, uh, on the biggest stage, and they're like, "Look, it wasn't that bad." <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't <laughs> help that is. after. The, I mean, the first one obviously could have went either way with the missed field goal, but like, it doesn't the help Giants, that the, yeah. the last three they kind of got waxed. They got murdered. Yeah, they were yep. actually winning at the half, I believe, in the fourth one against the Cowboys, but then the Cowboys just came out and smacked them. So yeah, they put up the Jets. Yeah, yeah. And, and I do remember. Yeah. Couldn't get over the NFC East hump, man. Brutal. Who's uh, your last team on the list? Oh, Vikings. And there's a I could. Make I mean it's tough because like the, when we talk about these teams out loud, each time we talk about each one, I'm like, oh man, that's the worst. But the <laughs> Viking, you could make a case for the Vikings being the worst, man, because it's just I feel like it's a couple. It's like they're very consistent. Like every once every like maybe five to seven years, they make a run and they have like just a devastating loss. Yeah, they like in they, my lifetime, the Vikings may be the football team that I've seen have the most crushing losses. They've had some bad ones, man. And you know what? You talk about optimism in sports. Now, I know one Vikings fan, and he is the most optimistic person of all time. And, what, and he, he carries over to the Vikings. Yes. And I don't, it's, I, don't know if it's, I don't know if it's drugs or if they're really just very positive outlook on life or what. But to be able to every year be like, this is our year, I like you, you really have to be – you really have to have – you're like a closer's mentality. You just kind of put the negative out. You put the last, last batter out of your mind and like go on to the next one, I guess. But it's not, not beaten down at all. I, I can't get excited for Kirk Cousins. And every, he, he's a Kirk make, Cousins guy? I mean, I, I don't think – he doesn't like hype him up or anything, but he believes enough in his team that – and in Kirk Cousins, that they'll figure it out. He was confident going into the Niners game. I'd have to. I don't remember this year. I thought, I'm sure. He, I'm. I'm sure he was though. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, but he's very. He's very optimistic. I mean, how many times like do you have to get I'm telling you, man, kick yeah. in the balls, man? The fa- <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, they had the four Super Bowls in the seventies. Like they lost four in like maybe. Uh, Eight-year stretch? Not some, something along those lines. They lost to the yeah. Chiefs, the Dolphins. Well, the Chiefs, that was 50 years ago already because the Chiefs just broke the curse. Yeah. So they had those four. And then in my lifetime, I, I, I guess the Gary Anderson one has to be the worst. Oh, uh, the missed field goal. Yeah, that was – It was like a 30 – it was close, man. It was like a 37-yarder yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it might have been close, man. Oh yeah, he made he made the uh, however many in a row it was. Yeah, and that team should have. I mean, they were fifteen and one. That team should have definitely went to a Super Bowl and played the Broncos, the Falcons. The, the fact that we had to watch Falcons Broncos. <laughs> and then uh, what? Else? I mean, you have the the Giants game where they got killed. That 40, I mean, that's 40, 
42 nothing. Yeah, for, yeah, something like that. Yep. That was, you know, it was over before it started, but still, you know, NFC Championship game, you get that far and you get killed. Then the Favre one... game. Okay. Oh, yeah, his when he was on the Vikings, yeah. Yeah, yep. the yeah. Tracy Porter and throwing across his body when all he would have had to do was run for a first down probably. Yep, yep. Uh, and then you have just a couple – well, you have the Blair Walsh game, too. That was pretty bad. That was first <laughs> – that was the first round. They probably wouldn't have went anywhere, but the uh, it goes the, on the record, though, man. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's it's in your it's in it's in your uh, it's in the memory bank. Oh yeah, it's yeah. But what about the the Nick Foles game after the Minnesota Miracle? Yep, yep. I mean, and and the Minnesota Miracle with everybody thought they exercised their demons. Yep, and it, it was just. <laughs> now, did you did you bet against the public opinion on that one? I did. I did. I had. I, <laughs> but it was only to make up. I mean, it was the same day the Jaguars and Patriots played. I had Jaguars Eagles money line that day. Fifty percent. Uh, Jags had a chance in that game. I know, man. I would have been a great day, <laughs> man. I was. I was all in on Jaguars Eagles Super Bowl. <laughs> that, that was that was another second half that killed them, right? If I remember the game correctly, the Jaguars. Yeah, yeah. The, the, fourth. They were they were up ten in the fourth quarter. Oh, even worse. It was exactly. <laughs> it was almost exactly like the Super Bowl this year. They they turned up the Patriots over like with like maybe ten minutes left, and then they just got conservative and let them hang around. And the Patriots did their thing. But yeah, that was that was tough, man. I wanted to see Blake Bortles in the Super Bowl really bad. That would have been something. I got this team. I don't want to talk about, but uh, you always make a case for the Redskins being tortured, only because you talk about helplessness. That that's helplessness from within because the ownership yeah. is never going to figure it out, and you you're not you just you can't believe in them at all. Yeah, I mean if you're talking about the last twenty five years, definitely because they've just been dreadful. And there's no hope in sight. There's no change. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. For yeah, them the, the fact it's just they, the same. Yeah, the fact that they won the three championships and basically I think it was like a ten year span gets them kind of off the hook for. Same thing with the Dolphins, kind of like the Dolphins. The fact that they won those two in the seventies, they don't really get mentioned with these teams. It all comes down to you gotta. I mean, also Dolphins fans live in Miami, so it's like. Well, yeah, I they... would argue that real Dolphins fans don't live in Miami. That's probably true. <laughs> That's a true point. I think Miami Hurricane fans live in Miami. <laughs> yeah, not one of the, but not one of these teams lives in a warm weather city, though. True. Yeah. True. <laughs> And every team, it, every team we mentioned is Super Bowl, it's right? So I think the fact that, like, it's crazy, right. but, like, the fact that the Jets have won Super Bowl, even though it's 51 years ago, they're a notch below these teams, or above, yeah. whichever way you want to look at it. Oh, yeah. Which is nuts, because they've had some pretty bad losses. And they brought up, they, and they killed Carl. They did. That's one thing that the Vikings and Lions cannot say. They did not drive a man to kill himself. That we know of. That yeah, that was friends with Larry David, and was possibly cheating at golf, or at least had a partner that was cheating. <laughs> I didn't even. I'm not a golfer, so I didn't exactly understand that whole thing. Like his your golf your putter can't be curved, or, or it has yeah, to be know. curved. I don't know. I don't know what the rule on that is either. Like it has to be like a ten degree angle on it. Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't looked it up myself. Uh, I, I'm I'm nervous that my putter's not the regulation. Not to trade it in. Oh, and by the way, Larry. Yeah, I mean, maybe ask for the five hundred dollars after. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's as magical as 
<laughs> as we're all made out to believe, bro. Come on, Larry. Classic Larry. Can't help himself. Can't help himself. Sorry. Classic Larry. Me and uh, the, the lady who played, I mean, this is a bad story, but me and the lady, the lady who played uh, Carl's wife. Yeah. Uh, when I was living in the city, at one time, like, I was at a bar, like, after brunch and with my wife, and she, and she was there. She was on 30 Rock at the time. Yeah, I was trying and to think like, where she was from. And we, we were, like, talking to her, and her, it was, like, her and her husband's anniversary. We were just, like, kind of BSing with them. Like, just very cool person, man. Did I you, mean, did we, you we, shout, did you like call her out on who she was or no? No, no, I was like, like twelve thirty on a Sunday. Yeah, like, I'm not. Yeah. I wouldn't have known her name anyway, so. I am not sure I know her. Yeah, I don't think I knew her. I knew who she was, but I wasn't gonna. Whatever, it was a Sunday. I wasn't gonna fucking like you know bring be like a fan. No, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna take a little bit more. I mean, she's very good. Actually, very funny. Very good actress and stuff. It's gonna take a little bit more than her to bring like you know fan out on somebody. Yeah, yeah, right. So. Do you want to talk at the NBA teams or not really? Eh. What do you got? Just, what do you, see, let's compare a list quick. I didn't even write. Oh. The Timberwolves? I don't know. Off the top of my head. Yeah. No, yeah. I have the Kings, Wizards, and Knicks. That's it. Oh, Knicks. Yeah. I, I forgot. We, yeah, we, we covered the Knicks briefly because of Carl. Uh, yeah, the Knicks, <laughs> I, the Knicks at this point have to be number one. It's been, was it 73? So we're coming up on 50 years, 47. And the fact that they've, A, been bad for so long, B, before they – The 2000s have wrecked them, yeah. Right, and then before that, they were just couldn't get over the hump because of Jordan. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's been – and then ownership, it's just a mess. And, the yeah, the Wizards and Kings – the Wizards, too, are kind of under the radar. Just a team that is always – I mean, recently they've been so bad, but they're a team that's always, like, when they're good, they're, like, middle of the pack, not really good enough. Not good enough, yeah. Yeah. And then the Kings... Never, the, never had, like, the guy. Right. And, that, and the, King, the Kings are pretty good because, you know, they had the mobbed-up ref. was Donahue. Uh, that, and that team was so good. Man. That team was that really Kings good. That team was so good. Mike Bibby. Yeah, Bibby and Weber and Divots. I mean, that team was so good. Peja. Oh, Peja. Asia. Mm-hmm. I almost read all about Doug it. Doug Christie? Man. Yeah, a little defensive stopper. Bibby Quick, was huge is, in that series. Have you seen Mike Bibby recently? He's jacked. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Good yeah, college right. player, too, Mike Bibby. Yep, yep. Arizona, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think if he won a championship there. He may have. Or he definitely played in like a Final Four or something. I don't know. Yeah, so uh, the Kings, is, that's a good one, man, because that – I mean, they were – that Robert if that Robert Ory shot hadn't gone in in game four, they, they go up 3-1 in that series, man. I thought he would have found a way to get them. I don't know, man. Even seven. with the mobbed up – yeah, that was tough, man. That game seven was crazy. Overtime. Insane. Insane, the calls. Yeah, they, they definitely got a favorable whistle. They definitely got a favorable yeah. whistle, yeah. Yeah. So – all right, man. Well, I think that kind of wraps us up for this. Yeah, this go around of Sunday poor. I you think so. Yeah. You, you got anything else you want to say? No, just the obvious. Uh, follow us Instagram, uh, Twitter at Sunday Poor. Two no, one. Got... Go ahead. No, see, we got another compliment on the show. Uh, oh, do we? And I quote: "You guys aren't terrible." Oh, so, nice. Yeah, take Is it. Is this man. a compliment on Twitter, Instagram? Uh, no, Text? this is uh, my brother. Oh, okay. Not <laughs> terrible. 
No, yeah, not terrible, man. I strive to be not terrible. I know. Peaking. I, we're peaking. Here I am thinking we're, that's all we were was terrible. But, hey, I'll take it, man. I'll take it. Oh, breaking news, by the way. I saw this at the beginning of the show. I didn't say anything. I don't know if you saw this, but the Cinco de Mayo fight has been set. Oh, who's he fighting? I, you did mention last week that uh, Canelo. Yeah, uh, Billy Joe Saunders, <laughs> who I have, I have no idea who, who that is. That he was like... he was the rumored guy, and I was kind of hoping it wouldn't be him just because it sounds like a tomato can. I think he was a quarterback in the Lions in the eighties. Yeah, he does sound he does sound like a quarterback <laughs> that won like a Sugar Bowl for Oklahoma State or something. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, so so uh, we got that. I don't know. Is that, uh, is that yeah. like a Dazen fight or probably? Yeah, Canelo's on Dazen, so that'll be up here. Yeah, because I wouldn't pay seventy dollars to for no shot, no. no shot. Just watch Billy Joe Saunders get his head bashed in by Canelo. Yeah, Billy Joe Saunders and Canelo Alvarez are the perfect couple. <laughs> the odd couple. <laughs> uh, what are the odds on Billy Joe Saunders coming out with a cowboy hat on? Oh, uh, yeah, some kind of tassels. I could see that. Or is it in Vegas? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, mean, I would think yeah. so. Uh, I'm gonna. All right, I'm gonna say like eight to one on Cowboy Hat. He might play. He try, He might try and play up like the Hick angle. Yeah, because it it's Canelo's it holiday. You know what I mean? He owns Cinco de Mayo now. Yeah, come out to some uh, country music. Come out to you know Brad know, Paisley, Kenny Kenny Loggins, or something. <laughs> Not Kenny, yeah, Brad Paisley. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> follow us <laughs> looking, at Sunday. Looking Four. forward to that. Yeah. Follow us at Sunday Poor. Uh, we're two and one on the picks this week. Hawaii pending tonight. That game should be that game definitely tipped off by now. And uh, we will see you next week. It'll be Championship Week by the time you're hearing from us next time. That's right, baby. Yeah, next week, big big week. College basketball is uh, hitting its stride. Looking forward to that. So we'll talk to you then. All right. All right. Peace. All right. Take it easy. All right, Anthony. Man, there are are a lot of miserable fan bases out there. Yeah, I'm just glad I'm part of like a mediocre, miserable fan base. Yeah, you guys at least won 15 years before you were born, so that's good. Yeah, exactly. I have something to brag about. (laughs) At least you got the Yanks. You got the Yanks, and uh, you're a decent decent gambler. UConn, even though they're not like – Oh, it may am, but, you know, it's different. Yeah, not, it's not. Yeah. It's not the Yankees or Dolphins. It's just they're a notch below. So, uh, I'm trying to think. Big win uh, tonight, though. UConn. Yeah, yeah, they're on a little bit of a. Though. They're on a little bit of a streak, man. A little bit of a roll. Yeah, well, they played a few bad teams in there, but yeah, they beat Houston tonight, which is a big one. We'll see what happens in the conference tournament. Christian Vital, twenty six points on senior night. They gonna make some noise. Um. Uh, I'm not ruling it out. They'd have to win four in a row. I'm not ruling it out. They're they're playing. Hurley did a good job recruiting this year. I'll just say that. I'm impressed with his recruiting class. All right. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of what they brought him in for, right? Was to yeah. I, name, I don't think it was name a, Yeah. I don't think it was a thing of what, that Ali couldn't coach. I think it was, I think I won a championship. It was he just couldn't. He was bringing in no players. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, Ant, you ready to do the most exciting thing we've ever done on uh, the show? First time ever. First and only time. I hope this is the only time we do this. We, I want to say, I want to say this right now. Oh, first of all, unless you're a member of it, we're going to do something for um, by request of our fantasy baseball league. So if you are listening to this show at this point and you're not a member of the league, do yourself a favor and hang up. Uh, shut the shut off your phone. You don't need to listen to this. This is um, we're gonna we're gonna draw the order for the draft. So don't take this as part of the show, please. Because uh, I don't know, we, they are loyal listeners of ours, and we appreciate that. So we're going to do it on the show for them. But uh, I don't expect I don't expect non-members of the league to listen to the draw. I and I'd also hope that this is the only time we do a, a, draw, a drawing like this. I hope we have something set before opening day. <laughs> I know you hate where this. we know where the order is determined by the end of the season. By, by how we finish, it's determined, and one way or the other, it doesn't have to be straight up last picks first. Uh, or, you know, we'll figure it out. But I just hope by Saturday when we draft, we have something better decided than picking names out of a hat. That being said, we're picking names out of a hat <laughs> uh, to deliver to uh, pick this year's draft. I just sent out the list. I have a list of uh, the nine members randomly selected. And they're signed letters, A through I. Now you are going to pick letters on your end. I just sent them the list. Okay. Uh, what what time what time is it for you right now? Where do you say? Uh, ten, like what's your official time? Ten thirty seven. Okay, I sent it to them at ten thirty five. Just I have a separate. You didn't send it to me though, right? No, I have se- separate text uh, just for everybody else. Okay. And uh, now, uh, and we're going to do this in reverse order. So whatever the first letter picked. Is going to be the ninth pick, and then we'll go backwards like the real draft lottery. All right, first letter. First letter. G. And the last pick of the 2020 Island Baseball League goes to Jeff Carbone. All right. Six. Nervous. <laughs> All right. It's all right. Two straight picks. Although you prefer, like, uh, I was going to say, Pothead prefer to get the, the snake pick, the ninth pick. That's, that's a good, it is a good place to pick. It's a, if, you're gonna, if you're going to have anything that's not like the top three or four pick, the last is good. Yeah. Uh, if you're not first, you're last. Ricky Bobby. This is, this is the worst pick. Oh, yeah. This isn't great. All right. Ready? Yep. Is one hundred percent going to be me? I'm sure of it now. All right. Now they said it. A. Oh, the eighth pick goes to Dan Carbone. All right. Number seven. B. B like boy. B as in boy. That's me. Number seven. Right. That's the nah, not a great pick. Second worst place to pick. Yeah. All right. It's gonna come down. It's gonna be like a pitch. Like, do I pick a pitcher or do I get like the next? Like, oh, it's gonna be a yeah. Bad. All right, uh, seven. D as in David. That is uh, Mr. Kyle Lopresta. Oh, number six. All right. All right. Next letter. F. F number five. Brian Winfield. All right. Next letter, E as in Ernie Els. 
He goes to Anthony Stein. Oh, oh here we go. <laughs> Unbelievable. Should we take a commercial break for the top three? <laughs> we'll be back after this. <laughs> All right. Next letter is I. That is Alex Mellion. Oh, baby. People are going to think I'm cheating. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you rigged it, so I got seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Unless Last Matt, letter. Did, it's between you and Matt. Okay. So did Matt, did Matt text you? That's the only thing I could think of. All right, ready? I'm sure, I'm sure Mellion didn't text you. Next one is H. And the first pick of the inaugural 2020 Island League Baseball Draft goes to Anthony Carbone. Oh, baby. Mike, Matt Winfield. Mike Trout, your career is over. <laughs> your reign is over. <laughs> and Matt Winfield will pick second. That's fucking ridiculous. That's <sighs> stupid fucking... Wow. Uh, fuck, man. I got to start How doing you... my research tomorrow for my second yeah. pick. <laughs> I mean, That's right. I mean, I guess I'll pick Trout first. It's Trout bets Ballinger. Yeah, I'll go Trout. Fuck it. I, never, I don't think I've uh, ever I'll had Trout on my team. That's going to be the, this is going to be the end of his career. He's going to get hurt. Yeah, probably. There's only one way. There's no way he's like he's awesome and like I fall in love with Mike Trout. It's gonna be. <laughs> That's a good point. It's only gonna it's only gonna come with pain. My prediction, pain. <laughs> yeah, good shit, man. All right, 